Hi, I'm Stella from Shophouse & Co. We created Podscape, a travelling mobile podcast recording booth to record sounds and stories of the city. Do you pay attention to the sounds of your home, your neighbourhood or your city? What is your memory of a place? A place that you love or had perhaps grown up or worked in? A very uh, very nice cooling sound, melodious sound. Wow. Okay. Uh, I would say um, birds chirping, <laughs> especially uh, during in the morning when I wake up. Uh, there's actually a lot of birds chirping outside. In fact, there were a period of time where I could even hear chickens. A very soothing and calming noise. For me, it would be like the you know the. Uh, when the wave comes, you know, so as past the beach park, a lot of waves come and splash on the. Yes, I okay. really like that. I would think of like some birds chirping, <laughs> chop chopping. I mean, there was this period of time that like every morning there will be this sunbird that goes to my mum's plants. So it's a very nice. It's like a very nice wake up call. Like yeah. Yeah, for, for me personally, it's the sound of wave crashing onto the um onto the breakwater by Pasir's Beach, you know, the calm Hello everyone, welcome to yet another episode of Portscape. So I'm Stella from Shawhouse & Co. And Lexi, what are these sounds that people are describing? So uh, Portscape is about sounds and stories, right? So we actually went down to Pasir's and actually asked the residents, if Pasir's was a sound, how would you describe it? And these are actually what they have shared. Ah, so these are people's memories or or they were trying to describe the sounds um, of what Pasiris means to them yeah. in the audio form. And today, besides uh, Lexi and myself, we are very excited to have with us a guest, Stephanie from Hi. National Heritage Board. Stephanie, would you like to uh, introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi, all listeners. Um, my name is Stephanie and I'm the researcher of uh, Pasiris Heritage Trail uh, in the National Heritage Board. Um, I'm senior manager, researcher uh, and exhibitions uh, of the Outreach Division in NHB. Mm, that's why we have brought her on board, right, Lexi? Mm -hmm. To share with us all the interesting stories that she cannot publish. Lah, but we are going to hear from her <laughs> in a little bit um, on her work. Exactly. So, Stephanie, you just heard how the residents describe Passeris, right? How about you? If Passeris does a sound, how would you describe it? I would describe it the sound that um, uh, I hear when I go into the mangrove forest at Passeris Park. It's mm. a bit... Uh, encompassing, but at the same time, you hear a lot of little insects just making a lot of noises. I think that was quite, uh, that's my definition of the Pasiris sound. Speaking of sounds, for each season of Podscape, we will invite a sound artist to create soundscapes inspired by the neighbourhood. For this season, our sound artist is Natania Ma. Here's a snippet of one of his Passeries-inspired soundscapes.
was your initial impression or understanding of Fast Race? And then how has that actually changed after doing the trail? So, you know, I think your idea of Fast Race or why you even go to Fast Race was basically like things like Downtown Isla, the Chalets, mm-hmm. NTUC Resort. Yeah, uh, that was my encounter with Pastor in the past. Um, uh, my impression of Pastor when I uh, first started on the project was like, okay, it's another HDB town in 1990s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we've done quite a few HDB towns for, for various trails. So um, first impression was that. But then as um, we had to walk the ground, you know, mm-hmm. establish what's a, a good trail route with the sites uh, available, you realize that Pastor is very integrated with nature. Mm. Yeah, it could be because of the two rivers that run through Pasiris. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also, I would say, attributed to um, the town planners who try to integrate things like mangroves mm-hmm. with um, the, the, the town parks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that gives it its unique character that you can't find in, in other towns. I mean, yeah, the, there's always that saying that HDB towns all look the same. Yeah. But I, I beg to differ. I'm yeah. A, yeah, I think that if you really scrutinize a bit more, you can find things like um, HDB blocks with little pothole designs that try mm-hmm. to resemble a ship. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, which is where the planners are trying to um, uh, link it to the more maritime yeah. uh, heritage of, of the area. Uh, the mangroves are really a standout, you mm-hmm. know. Um, when we did our walks, right, it's so hot in the sun. But the fact that you can walk down the park connector of the mangrove shading, yes. that was really nice. That yeah. was a very good experience. Yeah. 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 The mangroves is actually very, very old, right? Like yeah. we heard that it's almost at least easily maybe about 100 years old. Yeah, I think it's the only plot that it's, uh, still captures the authentic the natural authentic, history yeah. Yeah, of, of the area. And and the other thing is, uh, I would say Pastoris Park also stands out. Mm-hmm. Um, for my experience, you compare your. Uh, for me, I compare my experience with East Coast Park, yeah, which is a lot more busier, mm-hmm. a lot more popular. But Pastoris Park is a little bit more quiet, yeah. yeah yes. But where you can actually hear your own footsteps. Yeah. A resident actually shared the exact same thing. You is said. it? Yeah. yeah. So, so that was really really nice. You know, mm-hmm. um, walking walking through the park uh, to get from site to site. That's why we included a park in our trail route mm-hmm. because we felt that. That was a nice experience. The yeah. beach was just next to you. Mm. Uh, there weren't too many people. Mm. Uh, you crossed two two bridges uh, passing by the two rivers. Yeah, that was a very pleasant experience. Mm. Again, this theme of nature and passeries keeps coming up. As Stephanie has shared, many people's first impression of passeries is of a resort town. Now, what about food? What are people's first impression of food in passeries? To many, it is not known as a food destination because Pasiris did not even have a hawker centre until recently in 2018. On the ground though, we heard otherwise. Yes, you're right. Uh, at the beginning, a row of hawker centre. Yes, there was a few, there's a few hawker centers. And that road always a lot of uh, uh, changes in the, 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 the food places there near the beach. And there was, there was at the beginning. Along the beach, yes. a hawker center. I think the, I think the definition it wouldn't be like uh, the hawker center yeah, we know today. Stalls. It's more like yeah. stalls. Yeah, yeah. Mm. people will sell things along along yeah. the beach. Um, that is the case for I would say all the beaches in Singapore. Mm. Yeah, which which era is this? Like should be in the early days, like 
like Mr. Samad was describing? No, or I think it's a little... Like, no, like little after, after the HDB towns. Yeah. I would the, think it's around the 70s to 80s. Mm. Uh, yeah, but but the the fact that, you know, hawkers, hawkers operated at the, the coastal area is quite a common theme. I wouldn't say just in Pasiris, but across Singapore. Yeah. Oh, we should bring that back, don't you think? Yeah, no, it's hawker barbe- culture, barbecue right? Barbecue feeling <laughs> yeah. and all that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Stephanie, tell us, tell us what are the key highlights from the trail that you like to share on. You know, like quirky features of pastries that everyone should know about. Yeah, I think uh, one quirky feature is uh, some of the religious institutions in the area. Uh, in particular, uh, Loyang Tua Pekong Temple, very mm-hmm. popular amongst uh, the Buddhist Taoist community. Uh, interesting. The interesting thing about it is actually a temple that housed deities from various religions. Mm-hmm. So you have Taoism, Hinduism, yeah. Buddhism, as well as uh, what we understand the Malayan deity, yeah. uh, Kong. Yeah. yeah. So they're all housed under one roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you ever want to go and visit it, I would recommend because it's really quite eye-opening even if you don't believe yeah. in it, if you're not a follower, uh, that they sell like the, the packet of uh, joysticks with everything in one one packet, you know. So like you, you have everything you need. So you there. mean like from different faith in one yeah. packet? So you just buy this packet and you just follow their steps. Step, station 1, Station oh. 2, Station 3, mm. then, you, then they tell you, oh, two joysticks here, one joystick here, you know, things oh, like yeah. that. Very yeah. instructional. Very instructional. Yeah. Uh, it just forms the unique identity of Loyang Tua Kong. Um, the other one is that, you know, the, the religious institutions in the area, they are, from what, after our conversations with them, we found out they're super cooperative with each other. They oh, actually wow. have things like bike uh, activities, cycling from one institution to another institution. Uh, you know, I understand from uh, the, the one of our spokesperson at uh, Masjid Al-Istikfar that Loyang mm-hmm. Tuapekong uh, supplied the bikes, bicycles. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they had this activity where everyone will be cycling from Loyang Tuapekong to the to the mosque and then later to Sakya Temple Ling. It's a little yeah. cycling tour. It's really a little cycling tour. <laughs> and then later, Loyang uh, Tuapekong allowed the mosque to just keep the bikes. Oh, wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so uh, things like that, you know, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. It shows that there's sm- small community networks yeah. and groups that are, that are already um, quite alive. In, in, in uh, Pasiris. Huh. Yeah, it really represents like a, a little small Singapore within yeah. Pasiris itself. I mean, I don't like to use the word multicultural, but yeah. it really was a very, a bit kampong spirit or so. Mm. You know, we cooperate with each other, we have fun with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that came up. Stories animate a neighbourhood and often connects people to a place by giving you a glimpse into their everyday life. Sometimes there will also be memorable stories that appear in the media, usually shocking the residents. Even years down the road, people remember these stories. Let's take a listen. Ah, I do have one, but it's very dark. Leh. So it's, it's like the McDonald's killing, so I don't want to talk about it. No, the actual crime didn't take part in Passeries, but um, the masterminding of it took place in the McDonald's at Passeries Central. Oh, okay, I remember now. Um, there was this guy who hated his wife and then he asked someone to be a hitman for him. And the teenager eventually really did the job. Yeah, so uh, growing up that was... I didn't, know back, I didn't know back then, but then after you grew up then, and then you hear about it and they be like, oh my god, I used to hang out at that place. So uh, the, the uluness of it... Um, is also has, has led to many interesting stories that we came across. 
Uh, one was that you know um, some some students they they do want to go to Pasir Ris Beach to have their picnics after mm-hmm. school, right? But there's only one road in it, which is Tampines Road, yeah. and there's only ba- one bus. One bus. Yeah, one bus. So what is the bus number? Bus. I, there was no bus number. It was all these private buses in oh, the past. Yeah, okay, I mean, okay. you're not talking about SBS time. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's even way back. So so to get to the beach, you know, you have to take this uh, private bus, mm. and for them, um, you know, you go for a picnic, you carry all your barang and yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, and so sometimes these private buses, when they see like, oh no, this bunch of kids with their barang, they actually bypass the. Ooh. Yeah, they actually don't pick them up. So terrible. Yeah, why? because I, 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 they didn't Just quite say why, drum, but I imagine it's that because their barang will pick up space. Oh. And they cannot pick up other people. Yeah, so, so what happens is that they will actually station one of them out in the road and everybody's hiding in the bushes. And so that one person will flag down the bus. And then when the bus stops, right, everybody comes up. up. <laughs> yeah, so that was really quite funny to me. You know, it shows like, you know, people just had to adapt, you know, yes. and, and to get their way, then they had to do these kind of funny things. Mm. So that was certainly a very interesting story and something I felt like I could relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is like, there were a lot of kampong stories also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, given that primarily uh, Pasir Ris is residential since the past, it wasn't really an industrial area. Uh, plantations and residents. So there were stories about um, uh, kampong residents making a living uh, prawning and catching mm, prawns yeah. at where Sungai Api Api and Sungai Tampines intersected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. there used to be one river, right, with two mm. uh, two mouths. Yes. Mm-hmm. So where they intersected, they said there was a lot of uh, prawns and shrimps. Yeah. Yeah, and that was where uh, the kampong folk actually uh, catch these shrimps and then they make blachan. Mm. Or chinchalo. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know about the balachampi. I thought they were just catching the prawns to and then resell them to, you know, the seafood restaurants. Yeah, or yeah. I'm sure I'm sure they also do resell balachan. them. But yeah. uh blachan actually came out quite a fair bit in our in our research. Mm. Yeah. And wow. they're saying that, you know, it depends on the type, the species of the shrimp. Yes. There'll yeah. yes. be different colors. Different colored blachan. Right. Yeah. And yeah. and were there like uh companies or were this more homemade? Homemade, I would say, yeah. More homemade. So when they, they made the blachan or and, and all that, they will go down Old Tampanese Road where it intersects with where Coven is today. Yes. Yeah. And then they'll sell it there. Ah. And the market's there. So that was really the daily life. Uh that was how they made a living also. Cottage industries is mm, what we yes. call them. Yes. Yeah. So these are these are really things that uh I would say define that, that generation of kampung folk that stayed there. Yeah, mm. it was uh, very simple. So yeah. it's it's like this little interesting stories, like little tidbits that you don't normally hear about the neighborhood, and it's it's in a sense it's still kind of part of the neighborhood's um, yeah. heritage, right? So yes. In that sense, how do how do you actually think stories play a role in heritage in developing the heritage of a neighborhood? Yeah, I think um a lot of people think of history or heritage as things that are like old buildings. Mm. Uh, very, very old stuff, old, old collections, mm. you know, worth a lot of uh, significance, either monetary or, you know, uh, maybe uh, impact on events and so on. But I think one thing that's a bit overlooked is social history. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, the stories that are behind these uh, buildings, behind these objects or places, they form pretty much the soul of uh, what, we are, what we understand as our past. Yeah, mm. without these stories, these these objects, these these things don't come alive, uh, and and so um, often overlooked uh, are these stories. Maybe maybe because they seem very normal, 
like lived experiences. Yeah, my kampong life lah. You know, yeah, mm. I go to Golden Palace for boating. It seems very novel. Like nothing's happening. It's not like, you know, our Prime Minister giving a, a seminal mm. speech. Mm. But they are actually very important to for us to understand maybe why our grandparents are like this, you know. Mm-hmm. Or maybe why why a certain generation of Singaporeans uh, keep always prized like Gotong Royal spirit. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's because of such lived experiences that uh, define our own understanding of ourselves mm-hmm. as well as maybe our families. Yeah. yeah, and so stories are important to capture as much as uh, uh, buildings and collections are more yeah. stunning. Of course, visually mm-hmm. they are. But stories are where uh, the, the history comes alive. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And you know, in our course of work in placemaking, we always have this thing that we say, people make places and places make people. Mm. You know, so this symbiotic relationship is very, very intertwined. And and without one, you know, it, it's like, mm. it doesn't come alive. Yeah. You can yeah. have like beautifully designed places but it lacks a soul that you're mm. talking about. And only when you input it, so be it like, you know, scary stories like that, lah, like what McDonald's <laughs> yeah. killing and things like that. But you think about it, you know, that that, that makes the interesting characteristic. Exactly. I remember even Topayo last oh, time, yes. there was that famous, right? Adrian Lim. Adrian yes. Lim story, mm. the killing. Mm. And then everyone goes about Topayo say, hey, is this the block? Uh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this it's the block? It's still there, uh? oh, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, they are, they are just stories like that that really make mm. the place uh, come alive lah. Yes. Big for, for better for or for yeah. worse. For better or So, yeah. Actually, you know, talking about stories and, and, and heritage of neighbourhood, there is one group of people that will have very, maybe not so fond memories of passeries. And this stop, right? No matter north, south, east, west, wherever you lived in Singapore, if you are a male, you have to go through this rite of passage. So who are they? They are actually our NS men. My name is Ilu and I'm here at Passeris uh, to book in because I'm in the NS now. Uh, something interesting about Passeris? I think the most interesting thing is you can see a lot of uh, army people here. <laughs> I'm here to book in for my last week uh, in Takong. I'm going to POP this week. Yeah, excited for that. Yeah, once I'm done with BMD, it's like, if I want to reminisce and like, oh, okay, this was the place, me and my buddies, like, catch up and I get to meet them for the first time, yeah. I guess past series has that kind of impression on me, yeah. Mm, it's a must for everyone to come past series, uh, to book in to Pulau Takong. So, for me, it'll be an experience. Uh, and then, to be honest, past series is kind of chill, so I think I'll come back more often. Congratulations to our young soldiers who would have completed their BMT by now. Thank you, Stephanie, for sharing with us your impressions and stories of passeries. If you are listening to this episode at the time of posting, this weekend we will be bringing Podscape to Passeries Park. Join us near Kapak E. On Saturday, our sound artist Nathaniel Ma will lead a soundscaping workshop using objects collected around Passeries Park. On Sunday, we have invited the freshmen Dia and Carrie to host their very first talk show with us in the park. Now enjoy this track from the freshmen and see you in Passeries Park. It's a 
more than just a stroke of love for this little dog to live among. This is a roaring story, and we're a little cubs. Meow. Nasiu ama olo enpata, tau hui bandung mai no dinosaur. These are the things that we will always miss when we are away. No matter what race, okay. This is our country. This is our future. This is our family. Together as one, we'll take each step in unity. Together as one, we'll be the best that we can be. It's not just me, it's we in this HDB. Together as one, we'll build a nation strong and free. Together as one, we'll shout single part. Count on me. We don't live in virtual reality. Come let us meet to lock up feet. Please remember to call me. Not maybe only. Whoa, hey yeah. This is home truly, where dreams were for me. Where I won't be alone, where it is home. Together as one, we'll take each step in unity. Together as one, we'll be the best that we can be. It's not just me, it's we in this HDB. Downstairs at Auntie, always say I, Chande only. Together as one, we'll build a nation strong and free. Together as one, we'll shout Singapore, count on me. We don't live in virtual reality. Come let us be to lock up feet. Please remember to call me. Some days it feels like home is not the same anymore. Whoa, whoa, but I'm not the same. Java, I can love Singapore more and Together as one, we'll take each step in unity. Together as one, we'll be the best that we can be. It's not just me, it's we in this HDB. Downstairs at Auntie, always say I, Chante only. 